We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, There's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What is up, Green Bay Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. This is the 712th edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. I know that because I listened to yesterday's episode 711, uh, which had Wes Hotkowitz on it, um, and then of course Andy Herman. Uh, a, a very, very good listen. They go over kind of the state of the wide receiver room, and Wes has got some excellent stories and, and all that kind of stuff. So if you have not checked that one out, make sure you do so. It's just it's just a really good episode. Uh, my name is Jacob Morley. I, I will be your host today, and I am joined uh, today by my co-host, Ross Uglum. You can find him on Twitter at Ross Uglum. Ross, how you doing, man? How was your 4th of July? Oh, it was great, man. Uh, had family friends up uh, to to our cabin in Minnesota, and it's just a phenomenal time. It's one of our, uh, I would say, Thanksgiving and and the Fourth of July are the two that I really look forward to. Uh, folks that we get together with and just love love the uh, the ability to kind of kick back and have a couple of. Uh, have a couple of cocktails and, and, and just kind of enjoy ourselves. Yeah, a little known fact. I actually was in Minnesota this weekend for the 4th as well, but Ross never invites me um, over to his place. So that's a, that's a sensitive subject for me. We don't need to touch on that right now. But what we are going to touch on is as I was driving back today um, from the land of lakes, there was some uh, big-time NFL news that dropped. 
And whenever someone signs a contract this fat, it is news for everybody. And if you have been living under a rock, I suppose you don't know. Um, but the Chiefs quarterback, you know, reigning Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes, um, they locked him up. They backed the Brinks truck up, and then they went and got another one, and they, they backed that one up as well. Um, the last I saw, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I was kind of following it along on Twitter. It looked like it's a 10-year, 503, half, half a billion dollars, Ross. Um, thoughts on that? How does how does that affect the Packers? How does that affect the league? Uh, you know, it, it affects, you know, I think the way that people will view the Rodgers deal shortly. I think uh, it becomes more and more a bargain as we kind of, assumed you know that it would uh certainly sets i think a market if you know jordan love is any good <laughs> that's that's certainly uh, gonna kind of set a market I, I thought it was a little bit interesting that uh the there was no tie to the uh, salary cap you know if, if patty would have just said like i want 20 percent of the key to the chief's cap moving forward I think that would have been kind of a reasonable request and that's not what he did. So if we get into a situation in 2028 where the salary cap is $400 million, his deal is going to look like a bargain. Do I think the cap's going to, going to be 400 million anytime soon? No, but uh, you just, you never know once the world gets, you know, into this, uh, post-COVID life and these TV deals are negotiated and people get back to football, you just never know the kind of revenue that that might run through the National Football League. So I thought it was interesting that they didn't go with uh, a percentage of the cap deal. I thought that that was a precedent here that would be set that was not set. And we'll we'll, uh, kind of see how this moves going forward. But uh, it has major, I think, consequences for uh, Chiefs. Uh, Chief, excuse me, Chief. Well, it has major consequences for the Chiefs, but it has major consequences for a Chief Packers rival in the NFC. And that's, uh, you know, the Dak Prescott is either not going to be a Dallas Cowboy or he's going to get hella paid. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Dallas did not like seeing that today. I know that for sure. Um, what was interesting about the deal to me too is kind of like what you said. When I saw the ten years, I thought for certain it was it, it has to be tied to the salary cap because you just don't see that, you know. And and it's not really a an if it's a when type thing um, of when Pat's going to be looking like he's underpaid. And so it was kind of surprising to me that he signed that. And you know, it, it's funny to say that with the richest NFL contract in history. Um, but it's it's true, and I think Kansas City really actually is going to end up with a bargain with potentially the, the, the guy that may be the best to do it ever. Um, so uh, that's interesting. It'll be interesting to monitor. It'll be interesting to see what Kansas City can do even with that. I mean, he's still getting, you know, a hefty portion of the salary cap, so they've now entered the, the realm of, you know, you need to draft well. You, you don't have as much wiggle room in free agency because you're paying your quarterback. Um, so making sure they're surrounding him with weapons. But um, speaking of drafting well, we are going to go back today and actually look at the 2018 draft class. As these guys are going into their third year, um, we're just going to kind of revisit it. And what we're going to do today 
is just run through it, Ross, and I, I'm going to tell you who the Packers picked, wh- what they picked at. I know you got the draft up in front of you as well. And what we're trying to do is is look at the next 15 to 20, maybe even 30 picks, and if we could redraft for the Packers, um, and not necessarily redraft for that year, but redraft for this 2020 Green Bay Packers team, um, you know, with their needs that they have, you know, we're going to be looking at certain positions and, and seeing if we can get guys to replace some of the picks that maybe haven't panned out, or maybe they have panned out, but there's just a better option there. Um, so Ross, I'll give you the stage first and I will start, um, we, I guess we'll start with Brian Gutekunst's very first pick in Green Bay. If everybody remembers, I believe this pick started at pick, what, 11 or 10. They moved all the way down to the first, moved back up, obtained a new uh, another first-round pick, and took Jair Alexander at pick 18. Um, Ross, looking at the draft, is that something that you would just say, boom, nailed it, move on? Or is there someone um, kind of remaining in that first round that you would slot in there that you think would be a better fit for this 2020 team? No, I mean, not, not, not where that the pick actually ended up happening. Uh, you look at Leighton Vanderesh, I don't care about linebackers. Uh, you know, DJ Moore was the first wide receiver off the board. Then Calvin Ridley. Ridley would be a really nice fit on this team. But Jair Alexander is one of the best young corners in this league. Uh, corners are an extremely valuable commodity. He's an extremely valuable player, and I'm good. I mean, what, what would I have actually done? Uh, probably not trade the pick to New Orleans, just take Derwin James. You know, that's that's what I would have actually done. But then you don't get to double dip with Gary and Savage the next year. So yeah. it's uh, it's all kind of a uh, it's all kind of you know you got to look at the whole big picture. And I think he did a great job. If you would excuse me, if you would have told me that they turned the uh, 14th pick into the draft into a shutdown corner and an up-and-comer at free safety, I, you know, I think you'd be pretty darn pleased with that. But uh, I just felt like it, that, that Derwin James was a top-five player in that draft and honestly a guy, like a player of his caliber. If you plan on being as good as the Packers are for as long as they plan on being good, you're just not going to have a chance to draft uh, like a home-run guy like that. And they did have the chance to draft him, and they, and they just didn't do it. Well, speaking of home run guys, you're telling me that you're going to leave the 2019 MVP on the board, Ross Uglum? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's, that was one thing we <laughs> talked about in the pre-production meeting was, you know, you do have Lamar Jackson there at 32, you know, knowing everything we know now, which, uh, you know, we, we even know now that they could have uh, – just basically stayed where they were in the New Orleans trade and taken Lamar Jackson. And maybe that's what they should have done, which was, uh, you know, not move up with Seattle to go get Jair and just stayed at, at 27 and taken, uh, taken Lamar Jackson. But, you know, that's obviously two full draft classes before they, even took Jordan Love, which made a bunch of people angry. Um, I don't know. It's, it, it's tough, but corner is such a high-level position, and Jair is such a high-level player that it's hard to disagree. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. 
Um, Lamar Jackson, that would have absolutely just been a watch the world burn type pick. Um, if people were mad about Jordan Love, imagine them taking a quarterback two years ago. Uh, but yeah, no, Jair, I think everything said and done, you know, hats off to Goody. That, that what seems like that was absolutely the right pick. Um, moving on to the next pick for the Packers, and I'll start with this one. They picked Josh Jackson, the cornerback out of Iowa. Josh Jackson is talked about at nauseum. You know, people don't want to give up on him, and, and I'm, I'm in that camp. Like, don't get me wrong. I think Josh Jackson, you know, Wes Hodd said it yesterday on the podcast. He's too talented to just give up on, and that's true. His college shape is just too good. But um, knowing what we know after two years, what I would do with this pick um, is if you if you uh, go down a little bit to the end of the second round, I think DJ Chark out of LSU would be a really nice fit um, in this offense uh, as an outside type guy, basically MVS that can run routes and and get deep and do things underneath as well. I think DJ Chark, um, you know, if I had that extra swing, he would be my pick for this Packers team um, in a redraft. Ross. Uh, I'd actually take a different receiver. I, I would have if I were to go receiver, which I, I won't. I'm going to give you my pick in a second, but I would actually rather have Michael Gallup than DJ Chark as a football player. Yeah, uh, get, get, and to be fair, Gallup was your dude like throughout the oh. whole process. So I get that, and Gallup would be what, yeah, he'd be a great selection here. Nothing, nothing did my brand better than having Cortland Sutton and Michael Gallup wide receiver one two in 2018 yeah looking pretty smart and uh what i would do though which was also my hashtag brand in that draft is my son fred warner from brigham young university uh man what a football player and just like everything that the packers don't have at that position and need uh fred would have been such an awesome pick I think people would have scratched their heads a little bit because I think people scratched their heads a little bit when San Francisco took him at the top of the third. I, I remember that draft, people thinking more round four, round five for him. But I loved him. I love him now. Uh, what, what a selection he would have been at 45. Uh, I certainly would have done everything in my power to trade up with the Titans or jump the Titans to take Harold Landry at the time. I still believe in Harold Landry. And I still believe in Josh Jackson, but if we're just doing a redraft here, I'm taking Jair, and then I'm taking uh, one Fred Warner. That's that's tough to argue against. Um, this is where it really gets tricky, <laughs> Ross, when you start to look at – and this is a good exercise for this reason, because you look at the Packers' next pick, who's Oren Burks at 88, and you scroll down 40, 50 picks, and, and man – there's a lot of there's a lot of yeah. Oren Burks type players on the board. Yeah, you know guys that teams are still hoping um, develop, and they they're hoping yeah, that I they mean, turn into something. Um, the Niners aren't happy with Tavarius Moore. The the you know the the Broncos aren't thrilled with Isaac Yadam. The the Texans don't throw it to Jordan Aikens or Kiki Kuti. You know Josie Jewell has no upside. Yeah. Naheem Hines is fun, but you know Jalen Holmes can't get on the field for the Vikings. Like it, it's a mess. Kyle Laletta, I think, is out of a job. Like mm-hmm. Troy Apke got picked at 109 because he ran fast. It, and it, it, yeah, and like you said, Deshaun Hand is a, a 
he's good, but he's like a, hey, he's useful. Yeah, he, he does that one thing really well. Which, but you're looking at the lineup of guys here, and at least he's got one thing, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but so I think Antonio Callaway is pretty useful, isn't he? Uh, when he's not suspended, right? I mean, he, yeah. <laughs> that's that was his thing, right? He was a first round right. talent that didn't have you know his ducks in a row off the field. Um, but I think so. What what I would do here in a redraft is, you know, I took, I kept the corner, took a wide receiver. I load up as an, at another pass catcher here. Um, and I would take Chris Herndon, uh, the tight end out of Miami for the, uh, he plays for the Jets. And I'm taking him because he had a really promising rookie year. And I don't think he did much last year. I think he was hurt actually. Um, but when you look at guys on this list, I'm taking the guy at a skill position who's flashed upside, you know, at a position the Packers can use. So, I'm I'm leaving Oren Burks on the board, and I am taking Chris Herndon. Yeah, I think I'll go with you, the pass catcher there. Uh, other guys under under consideration would be Deshaun Hamilton with the Broncos, a good wide receiver. Deshaun Hand, I think, would do a lot of the things that Packers fans would have liked snacks to do. Um, I would just, if you could guarantee me health, I would take Harrison Phillips 100 times out of 100. But... He has he struggles to stay healthy as well, uh, but yeah, th- those would be the guys that I'd be looking at right now. Uh, would be Deshaun, Deshaun, and uh, and and you know, shoot, the other guys you're talking about, Harrison Phillips without the injuries, and Antonio Callaway without the the baggage. But you have to live in reality, even though this is a complete made up thing. Yeah, and. And I think it's important to look at, too, just because, you know, you Packers get dogs for taking Oren Burks, who hasn't done much. But you put him in a lineup with those guys, and Oren Burks would be on my short list of guys, you know, if I had to stay in that range. He'd be on my short list of guys that I would still want on my roster, at least. Oh, yeah, all these guys stink. I mean, yeah. or haven't haven't made it yet, which, hey, they're – their fourth year, they're 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 going to be third round yeah. picks going into their third year. Like it's not wise to give up on a lot of these guys, but um, very few home runs here from you know uh, really after pick eighty six, which was Mark Andrews. You're looking at very few home runs between eighty six and the rest of the draft. <laughs> to yeah. be honest, like. Uh, people say really nice things about uh, uh, the the punter kid, but he's a punter. Mm-hmm. Michael Dixon, yeah, he's a guy yeah, I look right. at. Because if you so jumping ahead then to the fourth round, let's just double up here because the Packers had two picks um, similar in, in range. Jamon Moore was pick one thirty three. That's a big wolf, and uh, the first pick of the fifth round was Cole Madison, who we don't know anything about him. You know, he, he missed right. his first year. He came back his second year after missing one year, made the team. So that's, that's good. Um, but really this, for all intents and purposes, this is kind of Cole Madison's rookie year this year. Um, so obviously you're not going to keep Jamon Moore um, and maybe not Cole Madison. I'm kind of looking through it right now. I think there's one really obvious pick. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first then. I'll see if we're on the same page here at 133 for Jamon Moore. Yeah, so 133 and 138, I'm, I'm going with, actually, I'm going with uh, Mo Hurst, the defensive tackle out of Michigan, who had the heart concern. Um, he has been great with the Raiders. I mean, he, he's just a good player. He was a good player in college. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and the other guy I'm actually taking, and Packers fans are going to roll their eyes at this, is Marquez Valdez-Scanling. Look, I mean, you compare him to the rest of the crap I'm looking at here and what he has actually put on a, a, a NFL football field and put on NFL tape, it's pretty damn good. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, I would go Mo Hurst and, and I would take uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. The other guy I'm considering would be, you know, Shaquem Griffin with, uh, with you know, the, the Griffin brother with the Seahawks that, that just, you know, is short of hand. Um, the other one, too, would be Michael Dixon. And actually, you know what, I got to go back. Uh, I, I'm just kidding. I, I just saw Jannard Avery. Ooh, that was and, my guy. <laughs> yeah, and so it's it's actually going to be Hurst and Avery, and I'm cheating now because I know that I can get Scantling the next time around. Yep, you can. And that's, dang it, I, I was going to try to slide one past you with Jannard Avery because he's a guy out of Memphis I liked a lot coming out. I like Mo Hurst a ton coming out too. It's just that heart condition. Um, but I'm with you on that. I think those I think those are the two obvious picks. Um, yeah, even and, and even for this team too, Mo Hurst would be a, a great fit for this team. You know, playing alongside Kenny Clark. Oh man, and, play some three with Kenny at the one. Oh my Absolutely. Goodness. Yeah, and then Avery. You know, you never can have enough pass rushers or guys that can get after the quarterback. Um, and I think he's a little bit more versatile than some of the guys they have. So uh, that would be that would be fun. Um, but you're right with the MBS talk. And so is he their next pick? Yeah, and I'm, I'm not gonna. You're certainly welcome to to pick after this. I'm done. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't do anything different at five. And honestly, for the rest of the draft class, I probably wouldn't do anything different in general because they're certainly all not with, certainly it, not with EQ nope. and um, you know Kendall Kendall what? Donerson. I guess you can say you would have rather had you know Philip Lindsay there. Sure. Uh, you would have rather had Alan Lazard there. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, uh, but Levi even, Wallace. Uh, you know, yeah. there's a lot of guys off of this undrafted list that are useful guys. Even J.C. Jackson, who who I think is still getting run with the Patriots, or Puna Ford, uh, I think is a useful player as well. Uh, but I just, you know, I, I think that's that's a little bit cheating as well. So what I, what I'll say here is again. Uh, very pleased to just select uh, Valdez Scantling, and then uh, with the J.K. Scott pick. Jesus, I don't know that's anybody. Ca- <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of a but. But at that point too, I, that's sure. Uh, you know, sure he's he's flashed enough. Whatever. At I guess that's still a fifth round pick, but. Yeah, um, I mean, flashed enough at punter. Yeah, I, I can't even. Believe I thought, and I, thought, I was thinking together. seven. Uh, I would take I would take uh, a Dion Kane over him. That the wide receiver out of Clemson. I really liked him sure. coming out. I have no idea what he's done in Indianapolis, mind you. I, don't, I probably think, nothing, but I'll take yeah. him over Scott. <laughs> sure. And then you don't forget about James Looney too. He's in there. Yeah. The tight tight end James Looney. Tell you what, tight end problems are solved. All right. Well. Um, that, that was fun. And I think, like I said earlier, and I've said it twice now, it's always good to go back and look at those things. And sometimes there's super obvious guys that you're like, Oh my goodness. Tom Brady is the quintessential example of that. Yeah. You know, 199. Of course, everybody would take him sooner. Um, 
But when you get down to it on some of these draft classes and you, and you get down on a draft class for a team, go look at the draft class as a whole. Um, I go back to what, what was the Eric Fisher draft class? What was that, like 2012 or something? That top 10 was garbage, so bad. Um, so it, it's tough. you got to look at things, you know, as a whole. Um, and and that's what we did here. Hopefully we can do some other stuff like this in the future um, with every pick being the Packers. That, that's the dream. But, um, guys, as always, thank you for listening. And, again, if you did not listen to yesterday's episode, um, do yourself a favor. Please go listen to it. One of my favorite episodes um, of this offseason um, by far. So um, do that. Thanks for listening to this one. And, as always, Go Pack Go. class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why i'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring this podcast unified healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by energy enhancement system or ee system if you haven't heard of the ee system you'll want to listen up this technology promotes wellness deep relaxation purification and rejuvenation 
at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health care regimen, including EE system.